Hey ladies, I'm LaKendra. And I'm LaMisha. And we are Them Dope Wives. With 30 years of collective experience, we're here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really like. The ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. What about the for better, for worse, in sickness and in health? You know, doing your part till death do you part? Oh, yes, of course, that too. And real talk, we might even spill a little tea and tell somebody's business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Well, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode seven of season three of Them Dope Wives. Yes, and as you know, hey, hey, hey. hey y'all, I got some <laughs> friends with me today. Okay, so y'all, this is the podcast. We're going to open the door to the real married life from the perspective of some dope wives. Um, and we got a, a trio today, y'all. Um, mm. But before get started let me allow me to reintroduce the one and only (laughs) (laughs) one of our former but still top of the line high quality dope wives miss tara well, you hey, didn't say girl. hi to me. I missed Welcome y'all. Back. Welcome back. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Kendra hey. in the house. I'm over here. Oh, hey. yeah. Kendra here, too. Hey, girl. Yeah, yeah. You it's too, me. Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. No one cares. It's okay. Listen, friends, friends, my girls, let's get into it. How are y'all yeah. doing? How y'all? Okay, let's start with Kendra. Yeah. Kendra, let's, let's tell us how we're doing. And then we're going to get into it. We're going to get back into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going on. Me. I'm so great. It's so great. has left us. Okay, Kendra, what's going on with you, Chick? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, you guys. <laughs> so happy. Um, I'm, I'm good. I, I am good. I am trying to lose weight and lower my A1C <laughs> so that I can get pregnant yet again. But the way my back hurts in PMS reminds me uh, of the way my back hurt in pregnancy. Mm. And I'm just like, A1C. so it's your, it's the measurement of like blood, sh- blood glucose. So I had gestational diabetes and whenever you get gestational diabetes, you are at higher risk of getting full-blown diabetes. And so then that happened. And so I have to get my whole life together. I have to gather with myself um, and quit with the sweets and treats and tasty eats so that I can... So that I can get a little, I mean, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna never get a snap back. Like, I, let me not say never, but I don't, I don't see it happening no time real quick that I'm gonna get a snap back. Like some women do, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, for example, like Tia, Tia Maori looked, mm-hmm. she gained like 80 pounds. And so she took like a whole, like two years. She was like, I'm yeah. taking my time. Because she yeah. knew she was done having kids and she knew that she was going to have ash money yeah. to hire them people to come help her get her snap back. But the thing yeah. is, I wasn't in her shape to begin with. So, right, right, right. She was real thin. She was TV thin, right? She was TV so, thin. And yeah. then she got thicky, thicky, thick. And then she right. was like, you know what? I'm going to slow down a little bit by a little bit and I'll get there. And that's great. But when you like, 
on a crunch. Like I gotta, I gotta get these pounds off. Mm-hmm. Do it you just have feel like a little different. An accountability group? I don't. I'm like really shunning accountability right now. I know. <laughs> So bad. Nobody I thought you had a goal. Did you have, do, you a, do you have a mentor? And do you have an accountability group? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that really, really is helping. I have a, a group of girlfriends and we started. So somehow one of my girlfriends has decided that the uh, fountain of youth is being able to do the splits and take a CMOS daily. So okay. we have uh, this split training. She's a witch. Burn at the stake. I need to I need to join your girlfriend's group. Can I y'all can I apply to yes, be part of the so girlfriend's group? We have a daily text. Did you do your training today? And we oh. go through every day and make sure so the accountability because like, you know, we're sleep training right now and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. But because I'm accountable to these chicks, I went ahead determined. And yeah, see, because I don't do want it. nobody trying to tell me and asking me about my business. Like, did you do it? <laughs> did you do your split today? Sis, um, <laughs> well, me and my husband, that's not get mind yours. Okay, <laughs> the cooch don't want to do it today. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, mind your my business. business. Okay. <laughs> yes, well, that's how you hit your goals. And my husband was like, Oh, splits. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it exactly. Ooh, oh, ma'am, I don't even have them go like blitz. Who shoot that? Is, of that and you know what? And we are all women of a certain age. And a split for a woman of a certain age is definitely a plus for the for the onlooker yeah. that lives with us. Um <laughs> but that that's that's a that's a hefty task. Your hips are in a you whole can, different place. Right, because first off, I got to get down there. Yeah. And then you gotta stretch. So you can do it at any size. It has nothing to do with size because there's some there's some really limber big girls. Yes, yes. So it ain't got nothing to do with size. You just gotta get real limber. I don't know. I mean, and I heard okay, now I'm thinking thinking about it. I'm like, maybe I might want to try those splits. But I'm thinking about it because I hear that the fountain of youth is in flexibility. Yes, that's Mm, what it is. Yes. So you're yeah, you're y'all let me you special? <laughs> <laughs> trying to see how far she can go. How low can you go? Girl, just throw a blanket down here. I see how in the morning. <laughs> yes, because once you get down, getting up is questionable. Oh, <laughs> throw me a blanket. I love it. I love it. Well, speaking of age, um, we got some stuff to get into today because right. uh, we got our good girlfriend uh, Tamara in the house because we are here to talk about being a new mommy over 40. This is the, the being a mommy over 40 is the new black <laughs> finishes. It's I don't know. What, more than it's the new, it it's the new 30. I uh, know. It's the new because they was having them kids in their twenties. It's the new twenty-five, and when it comes to having kids, is it? Let's 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 talk about it. It's the same old forty. Listen, let's talk about this this uh, Sarah Abraham theory. Um, Wait, hold on. I don't even like you for saying Sarah. Because they oh oh. I I I don't appreciate that. But the biblical Hannah. Hannah. The biblical old is the new t- the, this is this generation old because they <laughs> for Sarah That's they were like oh Sarah old woman but they call us old women being that we over forty they do they I say that we are that. yeah we, we, can't, we don't we don't receive it but they do call us yeah geriatric um, geriatric I know that's hurtful isn't that rude 
And yes. it's like it's like from 35. Geriatric and advanced maternal age. Advanced maternal advanced. age. You are I you you sounded very serious. You are automatically <laughs> I don't even like you right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you are automatically um a high risk pregnancy. Yes. Automatically. They're like, oh, you 40? Don't get or me into the fight plus? I had. And like you, they Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was cool. No, no, no. You fine. I was cool with it. I was like, okay, cool, cause I could, I could, I get to go to the doctor every single week. Do you know how many mm-hmm. of these young mamas be mad? Like they want to go every week because they want to get an ultrasound. They want to see their baby. I saw my baby every week. <laughs> right. And got the ultrasound to prove it. I was healthy in my pregnancy, and I had to fight to have a normal delivery because I was high risk. And everything right. was high risk. And I was like, but we don't have no issues. So mm. what's the problem? They were like, mm-hmm. girl, you old. Let's cut this baby out of you. Why are you playing? <laughs> won't listen. Won't need you bending over and stretching or ripping. Right. Nothing. Just set it down. Hip flexors, your hip flexors don't work the way you used to, Sarah. <laughs> don't none of that work like it's supposed to now. And oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's how I got pregnant because it all worked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this. Okay, so being a mom over 40, we already know that we was um cute, fine, and popping. And that's why we couldn't keep our husbands off of us. And we decided to marry them and plan this family, right? Mm-hmm. But um, as you got older and you had that baby at that advanced age, some yeah. things are different than mm-hmm. maybe what you planned or how you thought it was going to happen as a younger woman. So okay, so we forty and and maybe the snapback didn't didn't snap. Maybe it slid. Maybe it it was wow. a snail slide. Can wow. we talk about? Can we talk about this 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 body dysmorphia? Let's. Can we talk about? I think, I think we need to talk what, about the disrespect that's happening right now. Can we talk about? We talk about what talk these about describing the situation. Can we talk about what these thighs do now that I'm over forty. Can we, I cannot. This is not even right. It's not even like my waistline has always been my claim to fame and mm-hmm. it is gone. That that's been traumatic for me. Girl, you yeah. got time. Stop it. Ugh, people get on my nerves when they be skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was skinny. But no, I'm just like, this is not like, you know, what, what was the uh the joke about the booty do? Like yeah. oh, you got a booty do you got more got, <laughs> got more belly than your booty do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, uh, I don't even stand. All you have to do is put one of them little rap things on that I seen on the Facebook infomercial that they was wrapping up. Oh, I got snap one. on back. You go. <laughs> you got one I ain't playing. You got the, the waist trainer. Wrap, you got to wear wrap around like that. Yes, the belly band. Oh, yeah. How you like it? It is not comfortable. I don't look comfortable. <laughs> okay, so tell me this. Tell me this because I was not. I, I had my baby right on the cross, but I was still um, a certified elderly pregnancy because um, <laughs> yeah. I was in my late thirties when I had my last baby. But you ladies are in a different season. So tell me this. I mm. know for me, when it came time to like try to get the snap back, I had not as much motivation as I thought I would because I'm like I'm over 40 I'm tired this baby keeping me up I'm used to my my wrist not just my sleep but my wrist and I get none of that and you want me to work out and you want me to diet but make sure the diet is good enough so that the baby gets nutrients like let's talk about let's talk about 
you know, the will to the fight to um, get the snap back? I think that's a valid question. <clears throat> I'm going to go and then you can go. I, go I just think that, I think that it's like, I, I just, I'm trying my best to be motivated, even though I know I ain't really motivated. Like it's a, it's a huge, cause I, I've had my baby now, you know what I'm saying? And so part of me feels like, do I care? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I do, cause I don't want my back hurting and I don't want to be able to not play with him. So I kind of do, but I think it's just, I think mentally it, it just shifts you in a way that I feel impacts you physically. Mm. I think um, for me, like fitness has always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still doing the workout and still doing the fitness and everything. Um, the eating part, like I've always been a pretty healthy eater, but sweets are just my vice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I certified have a sugar addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and what happened was when I was pregnant, I started eating whatever I wanted to, cause I didn't have yep. to worry about my weight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. that and, habit. Yes. And now I'm still there trying to figure out how to kick this habit. Yeah. Um, but, delicious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I had Chick-fil-A mac and cheese when I was going <laughs> to labor. <laughs> oh, you was like, let me get this last. Let me get this. Just last one more bite. One just hear me, hear me. I'ma hold on, babe. Just feed it to me, okay? <laughs> That's okay. awesome. So, so tell me this, okay? So, uh, for some, the motivation is in a different place. Um, but yeah, the work that it's gonna take to make it happen, um, yeah. is right. way different than it would have been when oh, we yeah. were in our twenties. But what I heard your... that it, it depends on the habit. Like, I'm sorry, I, I heard that it depends on the habit that you have before you get pregnant. Like, I have a friend who is over 40, but she was already into running. It was like she dropped a baby and was like, oh, I think I'll take a run now. Like, what? <laughs> okay. Yes. Like, Ain't if you can keep your fitness level up um, the whole time. And I, I, mm-hmm. my last trimester, I could, I just couldn't do it. Like, I was doing Peloton all the time, and I, my belly was too heavy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I just. You're I just, a gangster if you get on that bike with a belly. You was just. You know? you just certified yeah, you was plugging it out. You was plugging it out. So, tell me this. What has been. Uh, what do you feel or what have you, what conversations have you had with your spouses about your, your body? What do you mean? <laughs> I need you to color that a little more. What are you talking about? I mean, like, is he like, yeah, but this, this, the thickness around the middle, uh, I ain't concerned yeah, about that because it had more, more dunk in the trunk. Or is he like, okay, babe, well, I'm going to the gym. Yes, I got one of those. I don't have one of those. I think it really all depends on like y'all fitness life pre-pregnancy. I was like, okay, so I was not really working out because things were more complicated for me. So everything was real timid. I wasn't, you know, working out during pregnancy. I tried, I did work out up until I got pregnant, but it was like soon as I had me a little fishy in there. I was done. So it was, I didn't do anything after that. My husband though, is also not a gym head. Like he's not, he's not super fit and he's not like, let's be super fit. My husband's like, Oh, what you got? Give me some of that. That's delicious. (laughs) So we be over here, (laughs) we be over here getting thick together. 
I think I think he was like, I think we need a program. And I was like, we do need a program. This is bad. It is bad, ain't it? I mean, that's us. So, I mean, I think it depends. Now, now Tammy yeah. might have a different story because she was fit. Her husband might be like, where's my wife? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what's going on over here. But, oh. you know, I mean, I'm trying to get it back. And, and it does kind of mess with your confidence. And, um, you know, for me, just like, is this it? And I, I know I can work on my eating. But, um, you know, when you're working out and you're feeling like you're not losing and I'm only seven months in people tell keep telling me I need to get. Oh, girl, time. give yourself a full give yourself 18 months. So, you know, so but it's just like I've never had this kind of thickness on my waist and it's mm-hmm. you know, playing with my emotions. So is it playing with your emotions? How is your husband like how what kind of support do you need? And have you had the conversations about that kind of support? Mm-hmm. I haven't actually had the conversation with him about support. Um, I probably, I definitely should. Um, but I will say, you know, I have a girlfriend who's, uh, she has a 17 month old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we talk and we both are feeling a little insecure about our midsections post baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been, you know, kind of a, a difficult adjustment um, and trying to figure out, you know, um, is this my new normal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I think you're how to move forward. I think your body don't do the same thing. Like it don't like even if you were fit before you got the thing going, you know what I mean? I think yeah. once you're over 40, your body just don't snap back like that. Yeah. And I mean, sex actually was really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, you know, everybody's different and, and just, you know, maybe, maybe TMI, but, you know, I had to have yeah. something stitched back together. So. Oh. Yeah, I had a friend that happened to it too. She's like, they, I, don't, I ripped from the rooter to the tutor. And I was like, <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> I can't say nothing. About, it's almost like you hear a dude when they like how guys talk, you know, I got hit, you know, kicked yeah. in, the, in the balls. And you hear another woman like, I ripped from the rooter to the tutor. You just kind of sit on your hands and go, Ouch. I kind of clenched my booty. <laughs> Did anybody else? Did anybody get a little squeeze in? Yes, okay, I TMI. Okay. <laughs> So you got got torn. Yes. Yes. Uh So you got torn and you said that that kind of affected the sex life. Yes. And, and, you know, for him, it was crazy because he was like, it don't feel no different to me. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was like, this don't feel right. And so it took, you know, a few months, honestly, for me to be like, okay, I'm feeling more normal. Um, But that just that whole dynamic kind of that also affects your confidence because sex Mm -hmm. is such a big deal to me Mm -hmm. and has been you know in our relationship and it's just like I feel like I'm not present um fully when did you okay let me ask this when did you go back to getting it in I mean was it like did you did you go right at six weeks like well here we go like no actually okay I I was amazed that I I would have thought that I would have but I didn't feel comfortable yeah. Um, so yeah, because it probably of the, because of the the tear or because of just your whole everything, whole, everything. Yes, mm, like yes. nobody tells think, you when you go yes. into the hospital to deliver, you gonna leave six months pregnant still. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you didn't know. I knew. <laughs> I yes. didn't know. Oh. So I mean, I knew it was gonna be some extra weight, but I was like, wow, this a whole you thought it was gone. You the whole you, the belly is still swollen, huh? Because all that skin that stretched got to yes. earth, and, and then your uterus, uterus ain't contracted mm-hmm. yet. So yes. everything is just kind of like <sighs> it looked like a deflated balloon. 
Yes. I mean, honestly, I don't want to get naked for a while. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's understandable. And that's something that definitely should be talked about is that what happens like when you go in this, you know, go into the hospital as this pregnant woman, you've done this amazing task of keeping something alive inside of you, you know, all of this time. And now it's going to culminate, you know, you'll be able to see your child. Nobody Mm -hmm. talks about what you leave in the operating room, yeah. the confidence that you leave, yeah. the body image that you leave, the energy, the mental health that mm-hmm. you could possibly leave in that delivery room. Yeah. And then yeah. they send you with this human back off into your life. <laughs> and they like, you know, manage your, manage your child, manage and your husband, manage your finance, and, and all of those things. And um, it's really, t- and your husband didn't have to do any of those things. So, and th- mm. and now he get deprived for six weeks of that thing. And, he <laughs> to get all, you know, yeah. it, it, or more or more. I don't know. I mean, like, I think that, I don't know. It, there, I feel like there's uh, one of two types of women postpartum. Like there's the one that drop a baby and is like, woo, when can I get it in? And then there are those <laughs> That drop a baby and be like, I swear to God, if you touch me, <laughs> it's gonna be one. Like I just feel like it's only those two. Like there's no in between. I feel mm-hmm. like even if you come nice with it, like if you don't, if you say, Oh, honey, thank you. I just, you know, not right now. On the inside, yeah. you were saying, I swear to God, if you even yeah. try. So right. I just, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that there is even a there's even a, a medium in between there. But I don't think that that's uh, that that's super. Uh, specific to women over 40 or to moms over 40. No, no. I think in general, you walk out that delivery room a different person. I think, yeah, I I hear that from a lot of moms. This is is the plus woman advantage. All my thick and thick sisters out there. (laughs) This is where you can, this, you're thick in the beginning anyway. So when you came out, it was like, you know what? After I drop about like (laughs) 15 pounds, I'm gonna be back to normal. I don't know about (laughs) I ain't gotta I was, lose eighty. I wasn't. I think the only thing I noticed is that, like, I was. I I always had weight in the middle, so I <laughs> I don't have those like, ooh, back in the day when I was snatched. I that that never was me. So I'm gonna just keep that real. But I am a little 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 softer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, a little softer in the middle, and I used to be a little more solid. Like I, my my breasts have always been bigger than my stomach. I feel like they're that that that's like a thing. When I yes. get dressed, my, you know, for that comp look, you know, that body composition mm-hmm. has to work. And my breasts have always been bigger than my stomach. And I, that was like my gauge for like, do I need to lose weight? Like, oh, oh no, my breasts and my boobs, <laughs> right? They right they together. Want a neck I and got neck. To they want a neck weight. and neck. I got to lose some weight, right? So I have always managed to keep that together. Shoot, now my stomach is bigger than my breasts. And I have decided not to care. What's up? That's what I'm doing. And you know what? For your and and just you know to keep it you know a hundred about marriage, yeah. it is really about your partner and what they mm-hmm. feel comfortable with and what they, I would say almost accept. Do they yeah. say, oh, you know what? My wife had a baby. She she's yeah. still fine and sexy. I still love her for who she is. And it's extra thickness actually feel good it through the night so you know dumb. so it just kind of <laughs> it just kind of depends on your spot so now uh Tamara, you said something you you um mentioned the word um insecurities and i want to talk about that you know when it comes to just 
being a mom, you oh, know, yeah. the the confidence versus the insecurity of it. Like we all, and just to kind of, of reference, I remember when Kendra was telling us all of these things that were going to be, that she was going to do, that were going to happen, and that her child <laughs> I feel, would I feel, follow I feel a hate those coming things. on. I feel just the hate a coming little, on. Just a wow. It's a little something in the wind. And then we all. <laughs> so, what, th- what things? What were we I know, do? right? Mm-hmm. I did my stuff. She was like the organization of it all oh. that, you know, the sleeping patterns and schedules, oh, the eating, the, the things she was like, no, I'm going to run my household in this manner with my child. And we was like, girl, keep on leaving. You I know, that was a cipher. <laughs> Yes, the you did. You, you, said, you did say consistent. it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't yeah, work. We was because yeah, I sure sent them over. I was like, oh, let me know how you. it goes. I kept I you have, in prayer for that. Thank you. I have done it some, but it has not been consistent. But part of it is my husband was like, this is nasty. Oh, no. It he wants he he want to wrap it up and toss it out. <laughs> exactly. So mm. that's made it a, a challenge. But outside mm. of that, I don't think I said I would do anything like I, I honestly talk about the the insecurity I, and the mommy guilt. Like I haven't followed any rules. Like mm. I never swaddled the baby. I never mm-hmm. had him sleep on his back. I never mm-hmm. followed any sleep schedule. They say don't feed them before they fall asleep. And I'm like, if he fall asleep while I'm eating, that's wonderful. I felt like I had a superpower. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I could feed him to sleep and then be done with it. You know, mm-hmm. so like I didn't follow any rules, honestly. Wow, I did. I followed some. Uh, the one I didn't, though, is the organization is just out the window. My house looks like, girl, why? And I'm just like, I don't know. So <laughs> <clears throat> there's that. Um, and I keep trying, but my energy is just not there. I, you got to have a certain energy. I, I, you know, I'm, me and my mother, we talk about this and I call it the cleaning spirit. You know, when the spirit of cleaning hits you and you just mm-hmm. like, oh, you got to open the windows. You got the dust. You got the mop. And you just really feel like getting everything organized. That has not happened in quite some time. I'm so. like, and where would you find energy from? I'm not. I don't sleeping. know. My toes, perhaps. I have no clue. <laughs> because I, it ain't came. So that, that has not happened, but I, I, I did really well to keep him out of our bed. Um, yeah. Cause he slept, he slept in his own bed from the time we brought him home, but my circumstance is a little bit different, you know? So I think that my circumstance lent to some of these things. He had a really good sleep habit. Um, and that worked, you know, he went to bed at night and it was just, he got up, he used to get up once or twice a night. And then we got it down to one, and now we got it down to none. So that is awesome. Yeah, he yeah. was sleeping. He was fully sleeping through the night before about around. Well, I want to say no, it wasn't four months because I was still going in and out of his room. Probably right around six months, he was he was he was night night all night. But I think also having a COVID baby just kind of lends itself to not following. It all the rules and being structured and, and clean. And I mean, like one, mm-hmm. I used to have a cleaning lady. I can't let, let cleaning people come in the house because you're embarrassed. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me like you're one of those people that like you got to pre-clean before the cleaners oh, I come. I don't. Oh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I'm, it's gonna I would, be straighten. I'm a straighting. I'm, I'm yeah, not straightening up nothing. Listen, you, you came here to do a job. I want you to feel empowered when you enter <laughs> the door. Okay. I want you to feel mm. like you can do your work. Okay. I'm just, you know, I ain't gonna make it easy. You got, you came to earn some. You gonna, you gonna earn as soon as you walk through these doors, Girl. okay? Girl. Okay. So the, so 
in all of the things with confidence, I mean, what about your spouse? Do you still feel the same confidence? You know, how are they lo- about how they're looking at you as a mom of, you know, the expectations that, you know, that you had for your spouse with, you know, how they would support you and those kinds of things. Like in terms of just like what sex I mean, not just sex. I mean, of course, yes, Tamara has said that that is truly important. But mm. let's talk about the roles, the roles mm. that everybody has in the house around the baby. Um, mm. You know, are are we satisfied with that? And what was our expectation? You know, because I know we mm. all expected, you know, for this, everybody to do their part and do their share. And, you know, we would, you know, the husband would take his turn yeah. in the room with the baby. And, um, and yes, you would be in charge of breastfeeding. But after he was done, he would come and take the baby away from you while you covered yourself. And he would burp and swaddle, <laughs> you know, um, the baby while you watched as an onlooker and, and covered your breast. Like, you know, those kinds of things. Put on your nipple balm because they are chafed. Right. Would, yeah. You know, uh, would he still rub your belly even though it was a little bit protruding? And this mm. is where this is where mm. our son lived. I love it here. <laughs> you know, like those. <laughs> that is so those, sweet. That is those things. Like, mm. let's talk about the expectations we had mm. and how they failed. I mean, not fail. I mean, like fail through. I mean, no. I mean, like um, yeah. followed up how those followed up. Mm. did they understand the assignment did they understand yes did they understand the assignment <laughs> <laughs> no ma'am you go first uh, okay i will i will say like during maternity my mater and i have four months of maternity leave um my husband was really good and of course you know covid again just made everything really different because we're both working from home mm-hmm. so um i did all the stay up all night with the baby stuff and, you know, my husband was working and so he would come take him in the morning and into his office with him and give me um, an hour or two to rest. Mm, that's um, nice. An hour or two. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all of that was great. Once maternity leave ended, it mm-hmm. just was like everything just he was like, OK, you're back. Mm-hmm. You, you fully back with everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Know, you know, so um, so that was a challenge and and just trying to navigate like we're having to toss the baby back and forth between meetings. Um, <laughs> toss the baby. Mm. Y'all say, Kiss this baby coming down the hallway. Hey, mm-hmm. So that that it, it has been, still is a challenge. Um, and I finally just started pumping um in the last few weeks, you know, because I was like, somebody else needs to feed this baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I didn't enjoy I don't enjoy pumping but I, I also was like I don't I'm tired of feeling like the milk machine mm-hmm. um so we're, we're we're still working through that I'll put it that way yeah I would I would always recommend that if you're gonna breastfeed that you should also pump like out the mm-hmm. gate <laughs> get that party started so you got some milk yeah so that your baby so that when you're tired there are mm-hmm. options. And your husband can That's go fix smart. a bottle. Yeah. Go fix a bottle. Go fix mm-hmm. a bottle and then you can, you know, you can you can get a nap. You can yeah. uh replenish. You can have a meal. You know what I mean? And give yourself right. permission to have to like sometimes I'm like, he's gotta have to have formula. 
because I just mm-hmm. paid you all of this and it's okay right. for him to have a bottle of formula. That's yes. fair. I think that if, it, you know, and, but that's such a, that's a whole nother debate. Like the breastfeeding debate would take us until tomorrow to complete that conversation just because there's, there's a, there's a there's, line and a stigma. There's a stigma. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. There's so, there's some moms that are like, so anal retentive and asinine about like breastfeeding you can't give your baby anything else and I was one of them so I know they exist because it was me and then (laughs) (laughs) and then you either you struggle with supply um Mm -hmm. or I did it first yeah you struggle with supply and then if you have to give your baby supplemental formula you feel like a failure because you tied all your confidence into your ability to feed your baby and now you can't and so Mm -hmm. then I had that too because I was like oh my god I have to give my baby and you're treating it like it's poison and people done uh done babies on formula and my mama kept saying y'all had two weeks of formula y'all fine or two weeks of breastfeeding y'all fine and so what did that do to your what did it do to your mommy confidence you, I mean, it was tanked. I mean, for or a even bit, to your felt, woman confidence. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I think that there's a difference because I feel like when I'm in mommy mode, I'm in mommy mode. You know what I'm saying? And I think mm-hmm. that was like my mommy confidence. And I think I was really frustrated because my son spent his first three and a half months in the NICU. And so all you can do is try to make milk and, mm-hmm. you know, have something to feed your baby. And I struggled for the first eight weeks to get my supply up. Mm-hmm. And that was just terrible for me like really bad I hated it every time they gave him formula and then you don't get to choose either like I can't even say oh no give him the Cabrilla goat milk you know because it's best or please yeah um or give him the because you know we'd be doing our research when we owe mama's girl (laughs) (laughs) the goat milk the goat milk it's similar. in her tummy, and it's also Similac straight trash. I'm so sorry. It's it's, it's <laughs> Infamil, is good. Similac is trash. Can, my my child can jump six feet over high jump. <laughs> he had that good Similac on his belly. But, <laughs> I don't like know. just had a recall. They stay in a recall. <laughs> like every time you, every six months you look up, Similac got a yeah. new recall, and you just right. like. What y'all do to say the things that the FDA uh, uh, over the past administration, the things that were allowed to happen mm. and just and I know this simply because I have a friend that works in the FDA, the mm. things that were allowed to happen with the last administration, some of the changes right. and things like that were just inhumane. Um, <sighs> and and it, it, it showed up in all of the recalls and all of the things, you know what I'm saying? It was just it. Yeah, it was just not it was good. shameful. It so, was shameful. It was shameful for the country. And we were laughed at because of what we allow for our children and our elderly people in situations where they the needed assistance. Don't even allow some a lot of the stuff that we allow just exactly. on TV. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I struggle with my, like Cameron has what they call a tongue tie, which um, mm. everybody seems to be diagnosed with that lately. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, so he, his suction was not very strong. So I, mm-hmm. Did, my milk didn't come in in time and when it should have. And then my supply took forever to build up. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a struggle. So we had to, you know, um, use formula to backfill. And mm-hmm. and I did. I cried. I felt like a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, like my mama was saying, you know, we we had formula. You mm-hmm. got Mr. Athlete over there who's uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on formula. So it's like it, it's, it's not that serious that we have to be judgmental about it or feel like a failure about it. But I did. And we yeah, did, and know, we all as women, and, and I was gonna say, and we all as women do. And that's one thing that I want to make sure that we kind of talk about is the fact that mm-hmm. um, there are so many things, there's so many standards and high yes. bars and mm-hmm. judgment when it comes to being a mom. And yeah. I will say, when it comes to like you know breastfeeding, there's not nine out of ten women are gonna say, you know, I had issues with my supply. My supply didn't mm-hmm. come right. And you don't realize that, you know, when you're going through the whole process, like it just feels like it's just me. I'm I'm all alone um, when we're not. It's very common. But what this is this is my problem. Why do we feel like that we're supposed to have a baby on Monday and on Wednesday we're supposed to produce five ounces of milk well because the thing is that you think that i had a baby my body is my body knows i had a baby and so my body needs to do what it's supposed to do because you know it's supposed to take let me see it's supposed to take no longer than two days because at that point your baby's hungry yeah. Two days, yes. Your your body should have milk, right? Yeah. And it right. doesn't have to be a like, you know, colostrum ounces. Yes. But you right. you should have enough because your baby, when they're born, their tummy is like what? The size of a cherry or something exactly. real exactly. small. So you ain't gotta make a whole lot. When you think about the size of a cherry, that's about how much milk you're supposed to have. Um, but and, but most women produce that much milk but when you pumping it or you seeing it coming out of the bottle mm-hmm. or you feed your it baby like and they're now and, and they're not you know and, and it's not the fact that you don't have what they need they're struggling to learn how we're well, not even struggling they're just learning they're how to latch on um and there is a little a level of satisfaction for your child mm-hmm. as your body produces milk and then they grow and become hungry and, and become hungrier. We all see our, and like I said, nine out of 10 women see themselves as failure because what they see in the little bottles that they give you at the hospital doesn't equate to a lot. But mm-hmm. really, that is, you're, you, nine times out of women are on schedule. When your baby is, you know, a couple of months older, you're producing the amount of milk, you know, unless there's some struggle or some stress, which is the stress that we put ourselves under because we're so worried about our milk supply. That we yeah. stress ourselves out and can't produce milk. Yeah, but as yeah. first-time moms, you don't know that. And I, nobody tells you, you know, an ounce is all you need to pump. And, and you're right. looking at this like, what is this? And, you know, yes. it's just, it's, you don't know what you don't know. And and I think that kind of goes across the board. The country, you kind of hit on something saying, this is what my body is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I had several miscarriages um, mm-hmm. before Cameron. And felt like a failure at that point because it's like this mm-hmm. is what my body is supposed to do and it's not functioning mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like you feel like less than a woman yep. um, when these instances pop up when really you know it, it it is not a mark on you as a woman um, right. and sometimes you know your body's doing what it's supposed to do you just don't realize it that's yeah. a good that's a really good point because I think that the, that it's this part it's the I had one job feeling you get what yes. I'm saying mm-hmm. it's the I had I didn't have to do a whole a lot reproduce. all I had to do was get pregnant and then deliver a baby right and then if I get <laughs> pregnant and I don't deliver a baby I have failed um yeah. 
And then if I deliver a baby, my next one job is to feed my baby. And if I have a baby and I cannot feed my baby, then effectively I have failed. So I think that it all kind of, it works together. You know, when you think about you had one job. So I, Mm -hmm. I understand the sentiment. I felt it. But um, I, I feel like next time around, I'm going to give myself a whole lot more grace. Exactly. Yes. Because that yes. one job is really carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yes. And grace is what I'm talking about. Like there there needs to be right off the bat, ma'am, this is your first pregnancy. And yes. mm-hmm. give yourself grace today for what's going to happen tomorrow. Because it's not going to be picture perfect. It's for not. It's not going to be the same as the girl sitting next to you or your mama or your aunt or even your twin sister. It's mm. going to be. We got to talk about that comparison game and we've got to stop mm. the comparing. So like, because yes. I, I, I love that. I love that, uh, Tam, I love that we both have different stories. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it, because it it gives a, it gives um the spectrum, right? Like, I'm over here like, I can gain these pounds and my husband ain't tripping, but I'm going to lose some weight because my back hurt. Like <laughs> my, my weight loss is always tied to my own comfort. Like I ain't comfortable like being this heavy. I'm going to have to shed some. Um, but for you, it's like, you want to shed some, you want to look good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you want your husband to look at you and be like, Oh, she's sexy. Yeah. And, and just like, I want to feel like me again. Like right. I, I don't feel like myself right now. That, but yeah. isn't that also like a mental thing? Like, I feel like we go through this mental shift after we've delivered a child, you know, mm-hmm. um, where your world effectively is upended like the moment you deliver a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your, your normal is just not even established anymore. It's just like, what is, what is normal? What is, yeah. You know, there is no normal. There is no normal. It's the and and we call it normal. We'll say it's the new normal. But I mean, life is fluid. Like, why do we feel Mm -hmm. like this is normal? There's supposed to be change. There's supposed to be levels to this thing. There's supposed to be some times where things are kind of stuck and, you know, you wading you know, through a couple of years or two of your life, it's, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like that. It's the life. And so the fact that we're like, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel normal. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're a same self. You're, you're a, a different, self. you're a <laughs> new self. You're a new woman. You know, something about your body is different. Your chemical makeup is different. Yeah. Your life is different. You know, yeah. like all of those things are different. You will are not the same person. And the fact that we put so much emphasis and we try so hard and punish ourselves for not being the same person and not feeling like ourselves, mm-hmm. again, is something that, you know, can take that postpartum to a very unhealthy, dangerous level. But do you think that there is a um, that there's a difference for us moms that are over 40, especially when you're normal has been established for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I wonder, harder. you know what I mean? Like we've yeah, been, much harder. You, you, you settled into some version of yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And, and you, you kind of know who, who that woman is pretty well. I would, I would say. Yep. And then you have a whole human and they begin to make you challenge everything you ever thought <laughs> about yourself. Yes. And you're, I mean, and, but you, I feel like, it's easier to be, or I, I, it may be, I don't know if there are younger moms out there, y'all can let me know. But I, 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 I 
think that it's easier for a younger mom to kind of flex versus an older mom who's just like, okay, let me just take a minute and process all this change because I can't. <laughs> right. That's a good point. I mean, that that new child is is more a part of the formation of who you are when you're in your 20s mm-hmm. um, than, you know, at 40s, who you are is pretty set. And so, yeah, I, I feel like um, I have, have been spending the last few months trying to figure out how to make Cameron and my life and everything else just fit together the way it was before, just with right. added, at you know, plug a baby in here too. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. I'm working on that one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. There's no, there's no how it used to be. This is how my life was, and that, and and being over forty with the new addition, mm-hmm. I I would see how the challenge of that part is is great. Um. So so tell me this. You guys, as you know, when you get over 40, you might have a couple of gray hairs here and there. <laughs> you might have a little bit of a, you know, a little laugh line um, that stays a little bit longer than you want it to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so your your son's best friend at daycare, his mama is 24. Mm. <laughs> and all of the mommies in the groups now, you know, they all they listen to is Cardi B and they, mm. you know, follow Jada Waiter and they trying to go to Ooh. Brazil. Exactly. exactly. They going, they're trying thinking. to go to Brazil to get their teeth done. Girl. And they, um, they, you know, started their own lash business. Come on, and, they doing they know, doing all the like new age stuff. They all right? all they wear is Milano and Jordans, and and this is your mommy group, and so no. you walk in to pick up, you know, little Ray Ray, and <laughs> yes, I got it right to pick mm. up little Ray Ray, and they're like, okay, oh, are you his grandmother? Are you on the list? First I of refuse. all, what we not gonna do is call me nobody. <laughs> First of all, when Sorry, you see this G-ma, kid and he looks you like G-ma, me, I'm going to just G-ma? need y'all to get listens. First of all, <laughs> let me stay saved and not haul off on somebody. Let's not do that. Let's not I, haul off on them. Let's not haul off. But I'm going to tell you, I think I don't think that that they recognize our age like that. Because I was in the NICU mm-hmm. with a mom who I did not know at the time was younger than me. Um, and we were having this conversation and she said that she said something to me. She said, Oh, that's so easy for you because you're so young. And I was, I looked at her and I just kind of cocked my head and I said, am I, (laughs) am I really so young? And then she paused and she was like, wait, how old are you? And I was like, yeah, I'm 40, boo. Mm -hmm. She was like, you're what? I was like, "Mm -hmm, how do you? She was like, oh my gosh, I'm 38. I was like, See, why, baby, are you talking, why are you talking like her name so is so cute? Right? So cute. I had a very like her name is Rebecca, or are you talking like her name is. <laughs> no, she was Hispanic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a very similar conversation where someone was like, but I mean, you know, my pregnancy was advanced maternal age. Yours was different, I'm sure. Mm. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you, just, you, know, you just said I'll take it okay right. you're like yeah I'm the memo in the room <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna correct you no yeah. so no no ma'am uh-uh. so I, I refuse <laughs> if somebody calls me uh, Cam's grandmother we gonna have a problem 
Mm-mm. But I mean, listen, when you are, I mean, let's let's look at the age gap, right? So if we take it, you know, decade by decade as our children <laughs> go grow older. Okay, well, eventually the age will start to show, huh? You're trying to say like yeah. when we go into college, we might look a little closer to what our actual age. Yeah. Right. When you when your <laughs> child is graduating from high school, oh, I mean, yeah. you know. You go need some help up the stairs at the graduation. I am you not. Well, what I do know is you might I'm be wearing kitten heels. Is all I'm saying. You I'm not listening. I'm, listen, I'm not that one. Forget a kitten heel. I put on some sneakers before I fool with some kitten heels. <laughs> you might be in the kitten heel phase of your life. It's all I'm saying. Whatever. My mama's still in heels, so <laughs> I'm just. You might call it a shawl instead of a scarf. It's all whatever. <laughs> Pass me my shawl, baby. I'm cold. You know I get cold. Oh, I get oh, you. Oh. <laughs> ah, that's rough. But I feel like there's so much. You know, it's different. So yeah, yeah, you can have you know your youth to offer your child at a younger age, but at older mm-hmm. age, like. You know, I'm in a place where we're financially stable. It's not something we have to worry about, you know, providing Kim with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be at a point where we don't have to work as much or as, you know, um, we can kind of taper off with work and spend more time with him. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. in my 20s and 30s, I was working two, three jobs, you know, Grinding. trying to build. Right. Yes. Mm. So um, I think there's pros and cons. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I don't know. I feel that. But it would be socially awkward. I don't think I would be socially awkward because I, it's not my personality. Okay. Like, it's not my personality to be intimidated. And I feel like, I think I'm, I'm cool with being a grown up in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I'm cool with just being like, oh, baby. Because before you try (laughs) to make me feel old, I'm going to make you feel like you 10. So don't. (laughs) That's that's how you counter the grandma. You are so fucking Ha! You just you that oh little baby oh <laughs> sweetheart honey oh, you're, you're so, so cute. cute that's how you counter <laughs> the grandmother I, comment I, you're not doing it to me you're not doing right. it to me. oh so how old are you oh you're 24 mm. oh, that's that must cute. be hard now, let me know if you need any help is he okay does he have lunch okay <laughs> that's how you do oh, yes don't with me because I'm gonna bring the shade don't should I transfer me? some money to his commissary not commissary I mean to his account <laughs> she said commissary <laughs> um because you know you put them in baby jail so they can. Right. Uh, okay <laughs> but what about what about the other settings like what about your girlfriends who are all a little bit older they've had their children their children is you know they're in high school or maybe middle school high school that's my babysitter's um, group <laughs> hey yeah, there you go babysitter's group hey i actually have a different experience in that i have a circle of friends who have babies that are three and under. Okay. Um, That's actually so, really good. I think I feel like I'm I'm I am rapidly making friends with many other women my own age who also are in mm-hmm. the same face place of motherhood that I am. Like right. all the girlfriends I've had, their kids are, you know, middle school and up. Yeah. But, you know, as I'm forming new friendships. Every time I find a mom who's like 40 plus, 38, you might can slide up in there um, mm-hmm. and they got a little one. I'm like, hey, girl, because they're going to know some stuff. Those are real grownups. 
Right. <laughs> we can talk about so it's important stuff. to focus on it's important to focus on building community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, finding those friends, creating those relationships and your own friend group. Yeah. Where you can feel comfortable, you guys can share in wisdom because we grown out here in these streets. <laughs> I do have a twenty eight year old mentee um mm-hmm. whose baby is six weeks older than Cameron. Um so it it was kind of weird. And she's like, I'm pregnant and I'm like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> And I've been mentoring since she, her since she was like 14. Oh, oh. my goodness. <laughs> so That's that was weird. So awkward. That is so, um, but it's cute. It, it, it is. And it's so cute. now we, yeah, our, we are able to have our babies play together and, you know, um, so, and then I and still you- am mentoring her. That's really, I think that that's really sweet. I think that we have to find like the beauty in the situation. Yeah. Ultimately, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no, there's no wrong way to be a Mm -hmm. mother. It's just that we all kind of come and arrive into the situation at different times, different ways, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it happens the way it happens. You know, I would have loved to just oops to pregnancy, but that wasn't my testimony. Mm -hmm. So we, we tried and tried and then we went and got a little help. And that's all right too. That's so, awesome. yeah. Um, Everybody got to get it in and and do it the way that is best for their family. And girl, um, if you can do this again, more power to you. You done? I don't know. You're not I'm... done. I have declared. You're not done. <laughs> declared I'm decreed. I would love for him to have a sibling close to his age, but that was a lot. It's a lot, but you could do it one more time. You're strong. Remember, you're competitive. You, you just hop back in. <laughs> you just hop back in right you now. Is and if I get my body back to have to go through this again. <laughs> it's not about you. Yeah. It's about before your children. You, it's about you, you had your body already. It's they turn. You had your body for 40 years. Give Ooh, it to somebody else. Give it away. <laughs> what is life if you don't give it away? <laughs> you got to give it away. That's the yes. It, yeah, hop back in before you get cute, fine, and sexy again. Yeah, and, and then and you, you can get... just focus on getting all the way snatched. Like, you know what? I'm done, and I'm going to just get all the way snatched. Because I'm trying to have five. I don't know if my back it wants to have five. But oh, we're going to wow. Because I still have four embryos on ice, and I feel a way about leaving them. I know. I have one. And, okay. Um, yeah, I keep... You got to have the one. If you only got one, you just got to do it just on the strength that it's just one. And yeah, because we were actually going to implant. Um, COVID had just slowed down and we were going we were gonna to try to implant and then found out we were pregnant. That's awesome. Look at Gord. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he, he put one on layaway for you. <laughs> <laughs> so let, me slide, let me slide this one in right quick. There it because, is. So, okay. So about that. So there's, look, Kendra, you have four mm-hmm. and Tamara, you have one. And being over 40, mm-hmm. you know, some a lot of women over 40 have made, you know, these decisions where they have maybe frozen eggs or they've harvested and things like that. I mean, that's a big decision to decide, okay, now I'm 42 mm-hmm. and I'm going to start the process mm-hmm. all over again. I'm actually 41. Um, so just let me get my year back. Just let me get my year back. <laughs> I'm over Ish. that. So <laughs> right. Well, I'm just trying to hang on. You know, I when right. I get there, I own it, but I ain't there yet. I'm just right. And do you start that process? And what is it like to, you know, say, okay, I finally, I'm finally in a place in my life where I'm comfortable, where I can have kids, so I can do these kinds of things, and I've got all of these babies, you know, mm-hmm. who all these embryos that are already, mm-hmm. and 
the and after 40 that one it was a tough ride to get the one and mm. i have others that are are waiting i have you know how do you not or make the decision yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a, if that's if that's too big of a question. No, right it's now. fine. I think I think this. So it's so individual. Like there there's there's I hate to say there's no wrong way. I'm going to just say what my preference is. My preference is if Lord wills to have all of my children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Originally, that wasn't the plan. But if you know my story, you know that I had twins. They passed away. And then um, after the twins, because originally I was just going to have the twins and then I was going to have one more. And then my husband were going to have to, you know, have to have a, a coming to Jesus meeting and discuss yeah. what to do with these other embryos. Um, because you only have two options. So you have three. So you can either destroy them, you can donate them to science, or you can donate them for someone else. Black, to, on the black market. Oh, no, on the actual. <laughs> you can actually <laughs> donate them for somebody else who trying to come you know, up. is struggling. So I um, I don't know that I would be comfortable with somebody else having my babies because yeah. it's I, a whole real you. I, it's, it's your whole, husband. It's and my yes. whole DNA has been brought and your to husband's life, whole right? DNA right. brought to yeah. life. And so that that makes me uncomfortable destroying them also makes me uncomfortable yeah um there's oh there's one other thing you can do there's a there's what they call a compassion transfer where they put them back but it's at a time when your body's not really ready to get pregnant and so the expectation is that you would not become pregnant and then it would just kind of be like That's the expectation but when jesus says <laughs> <laughs> to go to church right let now, there be light he's gonna, he gonna raise it I, I, I want okay because I'm 42 now, I'm trying to make a little plan. I'm 41. See, now you done made me make my <laughs> six. Um, mm-hmm. I, my plan is this. I've got four. I have one girl and I have three boys. So I'm definitely going to transfer the girl next. Yeah. And then I'll have my son and my daughter. Then I have three boys left. I will have one more boy pregnancy and then I will try to do twins. In the meantime, I'm going to try to get super fit like Tam because she's going to be my accountability partner okay. and, and help me get it together. Everybody heard you say that. Everybody heard you say that. She was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> um, let me pray about it and then I'm going to get to y'all. <laughs> what about you, Tam? What about the decision for you? Um, so how was it? It has been a challenge. Um, so, you know, every year, basically what happens is they send you an invoice um, and you got to pay to keep your egg, your embryo frozen. Yes, you mm-hmm. do. Um, and so, and I, I don't know if you know this, country. we had the same doctor, though. Um, really? Dr. Escobar? Yeah, that is my dude. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, um, he is. Like, I, I love him so much. I saw, I saw you had something on Facebook, and I was like, oh, she got a Dr. Escobar, too. I do. Um, but anyway, so, um, so yeah, you know, so it's just, it's a decision of, you know, and, and I, at this point now I'm paying the money and I'm mm-hmm. not sure that I'm ever going to use the embryo, but I you just, will. you quite, will, this, this coming year, I can't quite just let it go, you know, no, mm-hmm. you gotta have it. Would you it's, be open? Would you be open to, um, the, the, I don't want to call it the baby mark. Yeah. No, it's a donation. Not. It's embryo donation. So you don't, I mean, yeah, I figured as much. You don't sell, you don't <laughs> yeah. sell it. You don't get your money back for the year. No, I don't stop. The, oh. I mean, the closest thing I would do to that is pay somebody else to carry the baby. <laughs> that, okay. that part. That's so real. I was thinking that actually, if I could, if I could, that might be the, le- you know, 
but a surrogate costs so much. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, but yeah, I, it, and even the paying for this embryo, it's, it seems like, I mean, it's, it's what, I don't know, $600 a year or it's something. It's $600 a year. But every, year <laughs> every year, it's still just adding up. It, it but, uh, but I just, I can't quite let myself just let it go. No, you okay. don't want to destroy it because it took you a lot to make oh, yeah. it. Yeah, but I mean, but also Kendra, like, and you went through the process. It's a lot to get the transfer and to go through all of those projections. The transfer is a drop in the bucket compared to the transfer is a drop in the, what is that, 5,000? No, I'm not talking about the money. I'm talking about the on your body. Like it's Okay, so transferring, it, it can be. I went ahead and made it a whole, like, event. Um, this last time. So this last time I made a whole event, like I invited a bunch of people on the journey and I shared it in a private group and we all kind of went on this journey together. So it wasn't quite as bad, but it can be if you're doing it alone. Um, because one, the drugs that you have to take, um, put your body through just a lot. Right. Right. And, and going through that, um, I had at one point when my, um, when my stomach was smaller than my breasts, um, I had, uh, <laughs> I, I, I looked pregnant. I look like I do now. And this was during like a period when I was, uh, going through my egg retrieval. So my ovaries were like super engorged. And because I was diagnosed yeah. with polycystic ovary syndrome, I, um, I have a bunch of eggs that like never dropped throughout my life. Mm. So, I have one and women who have PCOS know you have a very high egg reserve. Um, so I didn't, eggs was my, not my problem. Um, so I had a bunch. And so I originally had eight and I knew right away there was like no way. I mean, this is after, you know, blasting and the fall away and then like the, uh, genetic testing and then the fall away from that. So I had 11 and then after genetic testing, I had eight. That's really, really impressive. So yeah, Dr. Escobar was like, yeah, that was, uh, that was, you have a lot, you have a lot. And I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a lot because I had like upwards of 50 eggs that were like, was it 50? It was quite a lot. That wow. I had. But then only, guess, then it was like half of those were mature. And then, yeah. um, let's see. And then I had a number of those that fertilized, but then obviously, you know, you have to make it to day five. Mm-hmm. So after that, I think I had 13. I had to look back. So anyway, but I had a good amount. And so it just, for the I ladies, never, I never was gonna have that many. For the ladies who are listening, who are like, "What are these women talking about?" Maybe you are not in the age group. Maybe you are just, you know, newly married and entering the process. The IVF process, which is in vitro fertilization, um, is one that a lot of ladies privately go through, secretly go through, shamefully mm-hmm. go through, or they surround themselves with women and they go through it. Um, with a community, um, with with people that they love, people that they trust, and they share the journey uh, into motherhood. And it is taxing and tolling on your mental and physical and financial. Right, Child, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> you better put your pennies and rub them together. I would right. guess though, insurance covered like half of it for me. So I w- I had really good insurance too, and actually, yeah. insurance covered a huge amount of my meds, which is a big cost. 
Yeah. Um, it covered a bunch of my meds and then it covered like all my visits. It covered a lot. So and that's somewhere you don't get until you are an established, an established right. woman who has oh, yeah. taken some time to build herself up in her career where she can, you know, be in a position where she can afford really great insurance or she's a married whale and can have, you know, <laughs> right, have good insurance with a company who values um, the motherhood process. So all of those True. things are actually being able and blessed to be able to do that is actually something that happens a little bit more frequently when women who are, you know, of a particular age. Speaking of a particular age, there was a woman who um, had a baby at 50. Yes. Uh, granted, oh, it was yeah. it was um, it was a egg donation uh-huh. yeah. because you can't. The real truth of the matter is this. If you um, are 50 and you are having mm-hmm. a baby, um, mm-hmm. your egg quality, if you still have them, is likely trash. And I hate to sound, you know, Great that diminished. way. It's it's, well, yeah, I want to I want to say it, your egg quality diminishes as you get older. But I really feel like, honestly, in the U.S., Mm-hmm. Um, things just happen like just I don't know if it's the food I don't know if it's chemicals or what but you know in other countries um, things are a little more common and and you know people are having babies later um, mm-hmm. in other countries than we are well we yeah we do eat we well we eat poorly we yeah. there's a lot that I mean but that's you know part of that we can control part of it is you know FDA and them so yeah. I mean you know we do what we can but to be 50 is still up there for anywhere. Yeah, it's a lot on your body. It's for anywhere. And so this woman, um, I'm trying to get their name. I can't recall it right now, but there is like husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, husband mm-hmm. and wife. Um, she was 50. He was 62. And they had been married for 13 years at the time that they had this baby. And so they only had one. I think it was husband sperm and donor egg. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's just not fair. I'm sorry. It, it, it does feel unfair, doesn't it? I mean, yes, you go through everything so to carry the baby yes. and do all this, and it, it, you don't even get to use your own egg, which is why it's, I tell every woman, if you are, listen, listen, if you are 37 or younger, start freezing your eggs. If you're 37 yes. now, you need to start freezing your eggs because after 37, egg quality starts to go down. Like dramatically, I was just talking with uh, my Ari about doing another retrieval, and he was like, "Um, ma'am, you was over forty now." And I was like, "I know." Don't want some eggs. What if I wanted to have another girl? Ugh. He was like hard boiled or soft because that's all we get. <laughs> you know what? I love my Ari, but he be so real. He gets on my nerves. You know how it is, Tam. He, he'd be a little too real for me. I'd be like, I, sir, sir, I'm going to need you to be a little less uh, honest right now. I'm going to need you to. <laughs> okay. So listen, this has been a, a really good conversation. And, yeah. um, you know, having, having children is such a blessing whenever you do it. There are challenges at every age group. Every age group is going to have challenges that they face. Because they're in that age group, whether you're in your 20s and you're working to get established, whether in your 30s and you're right in the midst of things happening and 
It's a debate about do I have or start a family now when things are really on the uptick in my life or when you're in your 40s and it's like, okay, I'm an established woman, but these people in these hospitals keep calling me geriatric. You know, <laughs> there is there are things that go on in each phase of a woman's life. Like Tam was saying, it is not fair that a man can skeet, 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 skeet and have kids <laughs> until he is until he is one with the dirt. Until he is one with the dirt. And we are and we we have these, you know, these times in our life as women where we have to, you know, measure or decide what you know, what are we going to do? And are we going to do it now or are we going to wait? Um, before we close out, um, I would like for both of you ladies to speak to that woman who is on her way to the delivery room. She is in her 40s. Talk to her about the other side. Mm-hmm. Just real brief. Talk to her about the other side of the delivery room. Go ahead, Tim. Okay, I'll go. So um, I would say you can do anything you want to do, anything you put your mind to. Um, I had an unmedicated um, birth and well, I'll say unmedicated. I had no pain meds. Um, I did have to do Pitocin. Um, and so that was a battle for me. Um, and I just, my main thing is going into birthing, like your body is designed for this. And just, I believe that we should just focus on um, what it is that we want, the birth plan that we want and push for that. You're able to do whatever it is that you feel that you are, that you want to do. Um, don't let anybody tell you any different. Amen. Yeah, Kendra? I would say, yeah, I would say, you know, be encouraged that it's worth it. You know, you've done a good thing yes. and it's worth it. Um, I would not trade my son for anything in the world. I still cannot believe he's here and it's been 13 months. I still cannot, you know, every time I see him, I am more and more in awe. So I would say if it's something that you've wanted to do and now you've done it, girl, just go ahead cross the finish line and praise the Lord. Okay. Just go ahead, cross the finish line and say, thank you, Jesus. I did it. Um, because you've done a great thing. Yep. And it's a finish line and a starting line at the same time. It is. Ooh. And that on that note, (laughs) on that note, I want to say to all of the new mommies who are, um, in the, the later phase of their life, the, the Sarah's. Oh, I'm wrong with it. I want to yes. say to all of the new mommies who are established and well prepared and full of wisdom that we love you. We support you. And if you need community, sis, you got one right here. Hey. Lean on us. We want to make sure we do our part as women so that you can be uh, ringing the bell at the graduation. You can be happy, healthy and well adjusted for your children during that part of your life and I mean of course as we always say we want to make sure that you're still doing your part as a wife as well um Kendra tell the people about how they can reach us absolutely if you want to uh, follow us you can follow us on any major platform still at three dope wives that's t-h-r-e-e dope wives uh you can hit us up at gmail.com and um Yeah, that's how to get in touch with us. But in the meantime, ladies, I want you to do one thing. I want you to keep on, keep on, keep on loving yourself and loving that man. Amen. We'll see you on the next time. Peace. Peace. Bye, y'all.